Welcome, friends, to the Freedom Cast. You are not the crazy one. Not quite a podcast, but rather a kick of confidence to pursue real freedom in your life and not the false manufactured freedom of this world. My name is Jody Meschuk, and I am super excited that you are here and a part of a community of sovereign human beings. Listen, if you've been called crazy, you are not alone because I've been called crazy for 13 years talking about truth. We are going to dive deep into some controversial things. Not sure why they're called controversial when they're truth, but we're going to dig deep into them. Some hard things we're going to talk about some things that might step on some toes, and you can take what resonates with you and leave the rest behind, kind of like a buffet. My goal is just for you to feel less crazy because you're not. Truth is not subjective, but people are. Even though you know, hmm, others still don't. Where the everyday mama meets uncompromised truth and where your small apprehensive no becomes a strong and resounding hell no. Let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to the Freedom Cast. And I am beyond excited to be able to sit down and talk to Dr. Ben Tapper today. Um, thank you for being here, by the way, Dr. Ben. Well, and for I know you're welcome. I, you really don't need much introduction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you're like, you're like the king of, of being deplatformed like so many of us and part of the so-called disinformation dozen, which we know there are way more than 12, Amen. way more. Yep. And um, I just, I'm, I'm just really honored to have you on. You're, you're doing some incredible projects right now. We're going to get to that in a little bit. Um, but I actually really wanted to just dive right in if that's okay with you. So (laughs) like I said, he doesn't need much introduction. He is a very well-known chiropractor that really, I would say hit the scene, um, back in 2020 for speaking out against all of these illegal tyrannical mandates and mask mandates on children. I mean, on adults too, but in particular children in schools and, and all of that stuff. And first, I just want to say, thank you for speaking out in courage, because I remember back in that time where I was sitting here at my desk watching those videos coming out of China with people dropping dead on the street and, and looking at it going, this, this is not okay. Like this is manufactured. This Mm -hmm. is fear. I could see where this was going. And I was right there in line with you. And I watched your video and I know for me, it gave me more courage to speak Mm -hmm. out so I just want to first thank you for, for doing that. Yes, and well, I know that probably wasn't easy, right? No. Well, thank you for saying that. And that means the world to me, you know, and it, <clears throat> again, it's just, we've been, so, we've been fighting this fight for many years. And so like that conviction was just growing. And so, you know, it's just, it just led me to speak out and, um, you know, I wasn't doing it for publicity and I wasn't doing it for prosperity. I was down there because again, my convictions were greater than uh, my fear of persecution and, and my, in my complacency. So I just got down there and I spoke from the heart and I spoke passionately and I prayed. Like I literally prayed right before that. I said, God, let people worship far and wide. And he an- answered that prayer in a big way. I mean, it, it had, you know, and uh, it had 3 million views, uh, cumulative views uh, uh, in 24 hours. And, and, you know, I don't say that to brag. I just say that because the people are starving for what, you know, the truth right now, they're starving for, for what we, the knowledge that we have and, they're looking for answers. And so the soil for truth is rich. And so, um, you know, and that's why we need to speak boldly and, and the time is now. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting to me how, uh, and I'm sure you've seen this recently, which is uh, basically the government in general coming out and saying that people like us who are questioning the narrative should be prosecuted, should be basically we're an enemy of the state just for questioning. Uh I mean, it's just, it's mind blowing to me how we've come to a place where years ago you would question like there, there, you absolutely would question your government. You would hold your state representatives accountable. Right. That right. was that was part of that political process. And right. now look where we are today. Hundred percent. They don't want you to think for yourself. I mean, they just did a, a local news station that came to my office here about a month ago and did an interview, and it was just aired two weeks ago. And it was so funny and comical because the people that put out that list, I think it was the Center for Countering Digital Hate, but the homeboy was like. Dr. Tapper's post caused people to, you know, um, you know, really think for themselves and do their own research. You should just trust your doctor. They care about you. Don't listen to this information. Does and I said, can we just rewind that? You literally just said my post caused people to think for themselves and do their own research. Is that a bad thing? Yeah. You know, and that's the whole thing. Going back to rewinding, even in 2020, later in the year, I believe they had something that said on Facebook, <clears throat> "Are your friends?" Um, acting kind of crazy or what was this the saying like acting out of the norm and it was it was so funny because i never got that that uh, request but all my friends would send me this like dude look at what they're asking they're asking if if any of my friends seem crazy or out of the out of the norm or because we're questioning the narrative and now they have that um, domestic terrorist list if you're if you are questioning the vaccines or you know speaking out against the vaccines or just the whole narrative you are a domestic terrorist and now this whole thing the pfizer said you're a criminal if you speak out against the vaccine i'm like why don't yes. we talk about his he's a repeat offender he's a, yeah i mean look at his track record these people they're the criminal uh, they're hypocrites these are wolf wolves in sheep clothing and they're and they're saying that we're criminals for questioning their products when they have uh, an un- unbelievable criminal track record and we're, we're the crazy ones for questioning the integrity of their products. Oh, yeah. that makes perfect sense. <laughs> and, you know, it's interesting, too, because you look at anybody, uh, including us, right? We are way more than 12 um, who are sharing our lived experiences, mm-hmm. literally sharing our lived experiences. Right. And that is actual better scientific data than a double-blind supposed placebo funded by big pharma. <laughs> Amen. 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 And that's, but that's crazy talk. You know, peer-reviewed articles. If you don't have a peer-reviewed article, people aren't believing anymore. And that's the problem. Peer-reviewed articles, is, it's not even science. It's academia. And that's the problem. You know, you, you know peer-reviewed articles, just basically, just, you got a group of scientists that agree on the topic and say, yeah, that looks good. I approve of it. And it's just, it's not real science. Science is observational and learning through experimentation or in, in, in cases, testimonials. When, when you have a parent that observes their child um, <clears throat> have an injury, that's the most scientific thing you can possibly have because it's, it's observational science and you got an experimental product and then they had an adverse reaction. And, and this is, and unfortunately that's, <clears throat> it is the most scientific thing there is. And you're not gonna convince the parents otherwise that it was anything else. And because they, they witnessed it, they observed it. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's hard factual science. But- now you have right now though, you have this, this, oh gosh. And I just have such grief thinking about it. These children, right? So you have five to 11 year olds. Of course, they're saying it's FDA approved, which is not right. But it, twisting the narrative, 
saying things in a way that causes parents to think, oh, it's safe, it's okay, and not really reading the fine print and looking into the details. And so now you have this COVID injection, which is, as you as you well know, is not a vaccine by any means. And um, you you look at what you just shared, which is parents, right? Like parents. There will be parents who will never see it. There will be parents who will maybe not even see the little nuances of a vaccine injury, right? Because sometimes it's it's a bioaccumulation of that in the body. Sometimes it's very apparent. Sometimes it's, you know, oh gosh, all of a sudden he just started having some gut issues or having allergies or whatever, which they all can be pointed back to adverse events from a vaccine, right? Mm-hmm. And we're in this we're in this stage now of millions of children being basically subjected to this injection as a lab rat, a live human experiment. And you wonder, what will it take for parents, right? What will it take for parents to open their eyes? Well, unfortunately, it usually takes a tragedy. You know, unfortunately, I hate to say that, but you know, it's just, when you have a belief system that this is, you know, the vaccination is a, is a, it has, you know, the people that are so pro-vaccine, there's major strongholds on these people psychologically. And so in order to, for them to change their mind, it's going to take a tragedy, you know, or an injury. Like what I mean by tragedy is that they're going to have to have an injury. um, And, you know, and most so-called anti-vaccine people are ex-vaxxers who Mm. were, went through the tragedy. They witnessed their own child or they're injured themselves. And that's the, that's the real anti-vaccine community, but they don't want to tell you that, you know, that's 95% of the anti-vaxxers are ex-vaxxers and, and, but it's really, that's, you know, that's the the best way to say is that it's going to take an injury for them to to see it or an, uh, an injury within the family somewhere. So. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of how, how I unfortunately see it having to play out as well. And, um, you know, who who knows, right. Who knows how this will play out because there could be very well a a massive shift, even more so in the health of children in this country, which already over 50% of them deal with some type of chronic illness. Right. Right. I, I just, it's, it's, again, I feel like I'm in a grieving process for these mm-hmm. children who should be able to have a choice, right. but they, they cannot. It's criminal. And that's the thing. That's what we stand for is just, I don't care if you, you don't, you want to be um, ignorant and go get the vaccine, go get it. But, you know, don't infringe upon my rights and let me, you know, respect our rights and to, to, to opt out of But Yes. Going after the children, these mathematically and statistically, these children aren't dying from COVID. They have a greater risk of suicide and dying on the way to school mm. than from Corona. And it's, and, but yet we're so focused on the vaccine. Like you said, you know, 50%, I mean, 60% of our children are chronically ill due to, to, to poor lifestyle choices or autoimmune and, and, you know, 60% are obese and, and, and there's major problems with chronic disease. That's the number one killer in the world. And chronic disease is always associated with toxicity, deficiency, and poor lifestyle. And, and we are so heavily dependent upon this vaccine. I got into an argument with a guy who is morbidly obese, morbidly obese. And he was yelling basically at me because I, I wouldn't get the vaccine. And I just sat there and I'm like, dude, you're the last person I would ever get health advice from. And I just, and I didn't mean that in a mean way, but I'm just like, you know, I appreciate you and and I love you, but what is your definition of health? 
Like, do you, do you have a, you just have a misconception of what health is. You think health is going to come from a needle or, or a pill or an outside product, but it never does. These vaccines have, they don't have a single nutrient in them. They do nothing to promote health. And if they do, then the body is completely flawed. How do we make it this far? Because the whole philosophy of vaccination is that our body is completely flawed. Like there's a missing ingredient to our immune system. No, the immune system is actually just fine. We need to stop interfering with the function mm. of the immune system. And it's yeah. just, you know, we throw these toxins and, and then we have deficiencies that hinder the immune system. But the immune system is, is a fully functioning, operable machine inside the body that, that needs no help. It just needs no interference. Yeah. So I'm looking at the, uh, the poster behind you or whatever, and it says history. And I can tell that probably has something to do with chiropractic stuff because I yes. see somebody on the table. But this is, you know, as I'm looking at that and, and talking about this idea, right, of terrain versus germ theory and lifestyle and what, you know, not to be afraid of viruses and germs and all these things. And, and if you look at the years now, really, I would say, I mean, as you know, starting way back in the 1930s with the DTP vaccine with diphtheria to where we are now and this these two differing viewpoints of you have natural immunity and you have that cycle of natural immunity that has so god given so built into our system both the cell mediated immune system the humoral immune system the roles that they play and now where we are today which is completely taking away real true herd immunity, like actual natural herd immunity through natural infection and how women can pass that to their babies. And that cycle that's so broken, right? Just completely broken. How do we like, do you even see a way to get back to that? Or is it really just an individual choice that we all have to make? Cause I, I mean, I'd love to get my kids to a measles party, to a right. chicken pox party, right. right? So for those of us who are like, I want this. Like, is there any way to get back to what was built into us? Yes. And we need it. And, and really a hundred percent, but we just have to educate the people because if you look at measles and chickenpox, for example, I mean, they're both tied to cancers. If you have chickenpox naturally, you're guaranteed never get to a glioblastoma. Look at the cancers. Since the vaccine came out, look at the number one cancer in children. It's a glioblastoma brain cancer. Look at the rise in brain cancer since the vaccine came out. And we're saying, hey, we eradicated a benign chickenpox. And chickenpox is only, only a, uh, an issue within the first three months of life, just like whooping cough. It's only an issue in the first three months of life. After that, it's benign. You don't have to worry about it. I mean, and I got chicken pox as a kid. My dad, we had chicken pox. We just, you know, we, it was not a big deal. Mm -hmm. And it's, and, you know, and, but you prevent the glioblastomas when you have chicken pox naturally, when you have natural immunity. And same with measles. Look at all the cancers now. 50% of people are going to get cancer in their lifetime, but we're preventing them, you know, so-called measles and chicken pox. And we're, we're inc greatly increasing the chances of cancers. And, and so going back to how do we get to that is, is we need to educate the people. And it's all in the, it's all in the books, the textbooks, but nobody wants to really study clinical immunology to, to, uh, to understand that. And it's all in, in, in the immunology. If you look at, you know, the processes of, of, of the immune system and how the immune system develop and how we need to breastfeed these babies so we can set up their, their immune systems properly, you know, when that breast milk is, is the colostrum is rich in immunoglobulin A and that seals the esophagus in the stomach, setting that baby's system up properly. 
And it's comical when they had like articles and I think the Time Magazine that said, no, you know, breastfed babies are usually, are breastfeeding is usually tied to anti-vaxxers. I was like, what? <laughs> it's just the, the logic and all this stuff. But, but you know, it, going back to just educating and studying immunology and just educating the patients. Because again, the truth is on our side. And if we can educate the people, the true pros and cons to, to, to natural immunity versus artificial immunity, people would choose natural a hundred times over. But again, we need to fight the censorship and the powers that be to get the truth out there. The truth is being censored. And so yeah. how do we do that? So that's really how do we educate the people um, and get that information out there without the powers of be inter interfering? Yeah. And I think we're all, I mean, collectively, like, I, like you know, we are more than 12 because there are people, plenty mm. of people who are out there sharing information, even, uh, you know, in the midst of all of that censoring and deplatforming and you know, just when you when you you hit the nail on the head, and I think of this every day, is your conviction is so much greater than your complacency to want to just quit because mm. the average person, yeah, like you 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 come a, against somebody pushing back against you or threatening you, and that's what they want is they want you to just stop, right? right? But mm -hmm. when we know our true power and we know, like, okay, yeah, sure, call me an enemy of the state, you can't do anything. <laughs> I have free speech, <laughs> you right. know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And we just, yeah, you're right. We just have to share. And by the way, and I know, I, I, I don't know if you caught this when we were at the health freedom for humanity event in, uh, in St. Louis, or I'm sorry, was Kansas city. I get them mixed up. <laughs> um, but you mentioned, you know, the immunoglobulin and all that stuff. And, um, you know, that's one reason why, um, I think when we started to incorporate raw camel milk, which, I kind of mentioned in my, my talk there that people were like, oh, what camel milk, mm -hmm. but this is nearly identical to breast milk. And so you think about even the, the, um, you know, what, what women are, are faced with, which is take formula, take formula. It's going to be easy. You could go back to work. You can live your life. And we're, we're in this place where it's, it's like, let's just make your life easy right? We don't want your kid to get chicken pox because then you have to miss work. I mean, you know, that's why the whole chicken pox vaccine was created, right? You don't have to miss work then. And this, you know, going away from this natural breastfeeding, but, but I get it. Some women do have a difficulty with that. And that can be a very real thing. But if you look at the difference between there are, there are options out there that aren't talked about and they don't want you to talk about them. And I'm just using camel milk as an example for that versus formula, which, right one drop of formula decreases their gut function by like 80% in a baby, just one drop mm -hmm. of formula. You know, it's just, yeah, it's right. being armed with information. Right. A hundred percent. And by the way, we bought some camel milk. Thank you. All right. Yes. Good. Yep. Well, I love it. I, I've been drinking it myself almost every morning. So thank yeah. you. And you know, I haven't drank milk in over 10 years. So it took a lot for me to, to do that. Like, oh, I'm, I'm going to give this a whirl. <laughs> And well, I, totally different things, right? Yes. Totally right. different protein structure. A hundred percent. I mean, yeah. it's live food. It's that's why I, I'm behind it, you know, because you know, your dairy and your processed garbage is so inflammatory in the gut is dead food when they, when they pasteurize it, but the raw camel's milk, I'm going to get behind that. And I re recommended a lot of people do that. So thank you for that. that, yeah. input and that um, but yeah, you know, going back to the immunoglobulins, that's, that's, you know, a lot of my research and my study has been in the immunoglobulins. And that's why I think a lot of these vaccinations are causing major problems. And, and I know I mentioned that to you in Kansas City, but that's been my area of study. Like I, you know, it, it's very difficult to study 
basically the mechanism of, of action and injury when these vaccines. So like we all have to, we all play a part. We all have a little bit of a, an input. And so my area of study was how these are entering the nervous system mm. and the key is immunoglobulins. And so I have a picture and I think I showed you that that's a base yes. right, of a yes. needle of a needle penetrating the skin at a microscopic level. And so, I mean, does that look natural? It's, it's very abnormal. And you know, the, in the CDC and everything, they'll give you this description of, it's like a vague description. It's like, well, these vaccines, it takes two weeks for your body to really um, develop an immunity to the vaccine or create antibodies. And it's just not, that's not really true. It's a white lie because what happens during these, this process in that two week period is we do have an antibody spike, but it's not the antibody or the teeter that they're looking for. Because when you, when you inject it in the skin barrier, um, they're measuring for a, a form of a teeter from immunoglobulin M and IgM. And we, did, we have different antibodies and antibodies are basically your immune blockers. I know you are not immune blockers, but part of your immune system are the immune workers. And I know you know all this, but like we have immunoglobulin G, A, M, and E. And basically you have, um, when we, <clears throat> you know, when we vaccinate, immunoglobulin E is triggered. And when we have immunoglobulin E, that releases histamine and inflammation. And when we have inflammation, you know, histamine, it opens the blood-brain barrier, allowing for MSG, the aluminum adjuvants, these other, this other garbage, the abortal fetal cell lines, all that to enter the nervous system and wrecking havoc on the nervous system. And that's why I say vaccines cause the four Ds. It might be acute or chronic, but it's going to cause four Ds sooner or later. And that's neurological developmental delays, disorders, degeneration, and demyelination. And so it's, and that's a very important issue because if we can talk about that and how these vaccinations um, are entering the nervous system and how they go against the, the way God designed the immune mm. system, it would, it would flop the whole vaccine uh, industry on its head. Yes, absolutely. And we had this conversation in Kansas City um, backstage and I, and I loved this conversation because this is something from the very beginning mm. of studying even my own son's vaccine injury, which of course, then he ended up um, getting a label of autism. Whole nother story of I don't, I firmly do not believe in parents need to understand that what they are being sold by the allopathic community is lies especially when it comes to autism. I truly do not believe autism even exists today. It is a combination of those factors. And um, when you, can you talk a little bit too, maybe specific to autism or some of these other things that fall under that umbrella, that when they are getting those vaccines, what, what, what that theory, and I don't even wanna say theory because I think it's fact, right? It's fact that, that they don't want to own up to because it would, and, it would indeed cause their entire house of cards to fall. Right. Right. But just again, understanding even from like anybody listening to this, truly putting that as a, as a picture in your mind of when those things are being injected and, and how it's traveling to that blood brain barrier. Right. And so we have a developmental stage called exuberant neurosynaptogenesis. Okay. It's a big fancy word for the, the nervous system is developing at a rapid rate. It's called exuberant neurosynaptogenesis. The nervous system, the brain is developing. The first year of life, the nervous system doubles. The nervous system is your brain spinal cord. We divide the system, you know, we compartmentalize the body for ease of study, but it's all one unit. Okay. We coincidentally compartmentalize our healthcare system too. And that's the problem. But we need to understand the body is one system working together. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a system. Okay, and so when we 
um, inject a baby, a newborn, what is there, how many vaccines they have that first year of life? I mean, there's 30, 40 vaccines. The first oh, yeah. year of life. Okay. Now, when you inject all that garbage in the nervous system, what do you think that's going to do to the system? I mean, it's A, they're inflamed. Kids are chronically inflamed right now. That's why we do, if you ran panels and checked your inflammatory markers, they're going to be off the charts, guaranteed the first two years of life, but nobody's doing that. But if you looked at the, vac the, the nervous system, the developmental stages, okay, that exuberant neural synaptogenesis, we need to, um, you, we need to protect that as uh, in our children. Look how vulnerable a baby is. I mean, a baby comes out of the womb, that baby cannot survive. That's why it needs a mother, a loving mother to care mm. for that child, a parent, a dad, you know, to care for the child. And, and we need to be the protectors. But we have these vaccines that come in, they infiltrate the body, and they infiltrate the nervous system, wrecking havoc. And they say, oh, well, vaccines don't cause autism. That's been debunked. I'm like, by who? Look at yeah. the thousands upon thousands upon thousands of parents that witnessed their child. They had 300 words in their vocabulary. Now they have one. You know, it's like, are they, they can't, they're nonverbal after the vaccine. And they're like, oh, that was, they're going to be, they were all, they were destined to be autistic. That was genetic. Oh yeah. That's, that's my favorite argument. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing. Like, and so that's why I believe that they're trying to get new vaccinations in utero. So these babies are coming out already with autism or neurological problems. And, and because, so they just want to convince the people that it's genetic and, you know, and we need to understand that there's a difference between epigenetic and genetic mm. types of pathology. Pathology can like with genetic pathology occurs in about one to 2% of the population where there's genetic, um, um, you know, um, you know, uh, how do you say it? disturbances in the, in the chromosome or the genome, there's imbalances in the genome. Now, if we have an epigenetic, which is also terrain, it's always due to toxicity and deficiency. Okay. And so if a child, if a mother is witnessing their child hitting their milestones and there's nothing wrong with the nervous system and, and everything's, you know, developing properly and you go in to get the vaccine and now they, they, they digress into autism or they have, they, you know, they go into autism overnight. I mean, then you point it to the vaccine. I mean, if someone came into my office and I, and I adjusted them and they had a, like a, a stroke or let's say they had some issue right after the adjustment, hours after the adjustment, they're going to blame the chiropractor. They're going to blame me. It'll be all over national news. Right. And, Especially and if it's, it's like, you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And, but they don't do that with the vaccines. Why? Right. You know, and so it's, it's criminal and that's why it's so, you know, it's so evil. And that's why, again, my convictions and your convictions, it's just, it causes us to fight this fight with, with such conviction and with such energy. And, and we're willing to die on this hill for the truth because it, it, it's, it, it affected our lives. It's affected people we care about and people we love. I mean, I've had close family members. I, I've had my cousins, my first cousins, they got vaccinated and they split, they, they were autistic. They were healthy kids. I watched them and they got vaccinated and boom, now they're autistic. Like what happened? I have patients that come in and they, you know, they come in and they, the moms are in tears because they, their child got a MMR and now their kids like nonverbal, non-responsive. And the mom's bawling saying, is it, do you think it's the vaccine? And I'm just like, you need to have a seat. And yeah. it's just, it's heartbreaking and it's such a burden, you know, and it's such a burden and, you know, vaccine injury is real. It's not rare. And they're trying to convince you it's one in a million. Well, that's, that's mathematically impossible. Look at all the cases and the thousands upon thousands of cases of people. And, you know, so it's just, it's really, it's really heartbreaking and it's such a burden. And that's why we need to keep fighting boldly against these evil cor uh, corporations and just get the truth out there.
Mm, yeah. And you look at, you know, specifically with that topic of autism and, and, you know, obviously that's a big part of our story is reversing our son's diagnosis. Even when they told me there was nothing I could do and I should just get ready to institutionalize him. Um, and what, what I think parents need to understand is, is number one, you're being gaslighted every day, right? Oh, you're being, 100%. you're literally being gaslighted every day when you're told no way that can happen. It's been debunked you're crazy. Like, don't you, don't you trust science or why are you a science denier or whatever? You're just gaslighted every day. And, you know, you look at um, how they like to cherry pick too, because what I, what I get often a lot is, well, that child didn't have any vaccines and they still have an, a diagnosis of autism. And I, and I think again, when we, when we fall into their narrative, it would be very easy to feel like you're crazy right? If I were to believe that, then of course I would feel like I was the crazy one and go, yeah, you're right. You know, my child wasn't vaccinated, but yet they still have this diagnosis. There's so many other factors, right? And that's why I, I have this viewpoint of, you know, autism as, as they want you to believe what it is. And the diagnostic criteria is not autism. Mm -hmm. It's environmental mitochondrial damage, neurological damage, and that can present in a lot of different ways. And from a lot of different things. 100%. 100%. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, we have a lot of environmental things that can cause issues. And, and, and I mean, we put fluoride in our water and fluoride has been proven to cause a bioaccumulation of metals and aluminum. I mean, but it's not, it's not a nutrient. People think that, you know, oh, it's, it has, it's good for the teeth. Well, it's not a nutrient. It might have topical effects on the teeth, but it's causing major problems. And you're right. It's environmental. And there's, I think you described autism very well there. And, but people like again, going back to being, they need to be educated. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so what are you, what are you seeing right now? Maybe like, what, what do you feel like is the, what's coming to the surface right now? And maybe even in your practice or the conversations you're having or right. anything like that. Well, you know, it's, that's an interesting question because I feel like, you know, last year when all this crony baloney was exploding, <laughs> I just feel like, you know, oh my gosh, it's such a burden to know all this stuff and hear all these stories. And I just felt like, you know, I felt so alone in this fight. And, and uh, I remember just praying like, God, you know, shine the light on this vaccine thing and let people see the truth. And I remember like, I felt like all, he just almost answered me, not like I couldn't hear his voice. Uh, audibly, but I could just feel the words. And it's like, be careful what you pray for, because I'm going to use you to answer that prayer. Mm. And, you know, and so people right now, it, you know, it used to be like, hey, you want to know about vaccines? I used to be like, that guy like, hey, you want me to tell you about this? Or just waiting for those opportunities. Now people are just coming to me, asking me like, so I feel like the floodgates have opened. People are starving for the truth. And so it's like, there's so much that are, you know, even though they try to censor, it's like Newton's third law for every action, there's an opposite equal reaction. The more they try to suppress and push down and censor, the more people mm -hmm. are starving for that truth and getting the truth out there. You know, the news story, like people are like, why did you do that news story? I'm like, you know why? I don't care. I'm like, because I'm going to speak the truth and just don't sp and just spell my name right. Okay. That's all I care about. Because I'm going to say the truth. I'm going to speak the truth. I don't care if they try to slander me. And it was comical. It like literally flopped on their head. That whole story flopped on their head because I knew they were going to try to come after me. The lady was Satan's sister. She was so like, so sweet and gentle when she uh, was talking to me till the, re till the camera turned on. And I was like, oh my gosh, this lady, uh, <laughs> it was just like a 180. It was like good cop, bad cop. And when she got on the, on camera, she was like, you know, basically how do you feel about killing people? 
both the information that you're putting out there and just really trying to invoke like emotion and, and get this emotion out of me. And I knew it was a strategic thing. So I just very, I spoke calmly, I smiled and, and I said, you know what, we just need, we need choice in this whole thing. And, and I speak out for the people that had vaccine injuries and we need to do our research and, and whatnot. But again, the, it, you know, I say these things because it's the truth is they can't, they can't suppress it no matter how hard they try. And the harder they try, the more that truth is going to hit the surface. Yeah. And I think right now, you know, the, I think that the challenge that I feel and in, in, in a lot of the conversations that I have is just people losing their hope and losing, like, I can tell them. And in fact, I was at a, um, I was at a coffee date earlier today. Um, and we were talking about, you know, supplements and natural stuff and whatever. And, um, I could tell that she was just really like down in the dumps about, gosh, like this world that we live in. And, um, she's like, I can't imagine, you know, bringing another child into this world as it is. And just this loss and this sense of hope. And, and that's where like, to me, hope to me is the greatest natural drug ever. Right. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't line the pockets of big pharma. Like it's literally free. God has given us a spirit of hope. Amen. And hope is actually what, what is the fuel to continue to do what you're doing, right? Amen. Like, cause you just know at the end of the day, when you are leading by conviction and you are speaking truth, nobody can discredit that and they can try, but really nobody can discredit that ever. But I do see this like, gosh, Jody, what do you think is going to really happen? And people losing sort of their steam or losing their hope. So I don't know, have you seen that or how do you encourage people? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I think that's beautifully said hope is a powerful drug and that's the truth. And again, that's why we have the convictions we do, because if I were hopeless, I wouldn't be saying a thing and I'd have a mask on my face and keep my mouth shut, you know, but it's, you know, I, but again, I, I am hopeful and we, we are fighting the good fight. We, and we're trying to inspire people not to live in fear. You know, one of my great mentors said that fear is the fire that fuels the furnace of disease. And if, and, if, and, the, and these people don't realize that, that they're just enslaved to this fear. And when they can push that fear more and people surrender to it, they're, they're enslaved and they don't even realize it. And they wear these masks on and they're just living in fear. They're not, they're so afraid of dying that they're not uh, living their life. And that's where my heart breaks, you know, because I love these people so much, even though they persecute me, slander me and do all these things, I still fight for them. They don't realize that, that I'm, that I love them enough to tell them the truth. And my love for them is greater than the persecution that comes at me from them. And I'm going to love them and I'm going to speak truth to them. And I'm willing to die on this hill. You know, I love the, I love the quote that says, you know, a man, not, uh, what does it say? He, He doesn't, um, it's not what he says. He, a man is not lived up to what he says in his in his creed, but what he is willing to die for, mm. and and that's really where I'm at. And I told my wife, I said, I'm willing to die on this hill, and she's like, Well, I know you are. And I'm like, Okay. I thought it was like I was like this big dramatic thing, like, Hey, <laughs> I gotta I gotta tell you something. <laughs> you know, I feel like what? I would tell my husband that too. He'd be yeah. like, Yeah, I know you've been doing that for twelve years. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know it's a little yeah. anticlimactic. Yeah. Right. But... It was totally. She's like, I know. I'm like, oh. Okay, well then, good night. Love you. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, and I do think, you know, again, um, I don't, I, I don't like the whole like we're winning because I don't believe it's a, 
us versus them, like we're winning, they're losing. It's, it's to me, it's really the spirit of truth and the spirit of divine energy and the, and the spirit of that God does not ever forget about his people and his children. Yeah. Amen. Right. Yes. I, I mean, I agree with that. And I, and I feel like this is not a fight between, you know, vaccine and, and not, and non, non-vaxxers, but I think it's, it really is a spiritual battle though. I feel like it is a, it's a, a fight between good and evil. And again, spirit of truth. And we are on the right side of history and the right side of truth. And there is an evil in the world that's trying to suppress that. These people in their minds though, I, I like to think that they're, they are, they believe that they are doing the right thing in their mind. They are doing what is good. And I think that can be a problem because if you don't have God in your life, you don't have that moral compass. That's then true. You, you might have a miscued um, idea of what it means to be good. And that's, and that, that's really, I think, uh, the problem. Yeah, absolutely. So you have been working on this amazing project called The Time Is Now. And mm-hmm. I know in light of being deleted yet again, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because the truth has a way of getting out and people find the truth, right? Um, yes. So can you share a little bit about like what prompted doing this documentary and where you're at with it and just kind of share all, because I am pumped about it. Like, I can't wait. It's going to be huge. It's been taking a lot of time and energy and focus. Again, we're doing this not for prosperity. We're not doing this for publicity. We're doing this because we have a story to tell. We're trying to get the truth out there and the truth is censored. I just try to figure out, okay, what could I do right now um, to tell the story of the current events, what's happening now, and have something that my my great, great, great grandchildren can look on and say, this is what happened during the crony baloney. Um, you know, just even this article behind me, the old Spanish flu article. I mean, there's so much propaganda and fear mongering back then. And a lot of the truth is was censored in silence. So we're doing this documentary to tell the truth, to tell the story, what's been going on. And so for future generations, they can look back on it and say, look at the time is now, what was happening in the Corona virus. And this is all the propaganda and fear monitoring. So we, we can tell the other side of the story. Mm-hmm. And so that's really the whole point and motivation behind the film to tell the story, what's happening, what's been going on. Um, so we have a lot of phenomenal doctors and physicians. We have testimonials from vaccine injuries. We have nurse Aaron. We have uh, what was going on in the hospitals. Um, we have business owners like Ian Smith. And, you know, just a lot of, and, and a lot of just phenomenal influential people that are in the story in this documentary. And it's really, um, by the grace of God, we even got this thing up and running and to the caliber it is now. I mean, it's, I look at some of the previews and the trailers, I'm just going, oh my gosh, it's really happening. It seems surreal. We are almost done. We have a, we are waiting on one more interview and we might not even do the interview because we're, the time is now and yeah. we're, we're running out of time. Um, and so we're just trying to get this thing launched, um, but it's 99% done. Um, wow. Already. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah. yeah the, we have had, we got all the filming. We've been filming for the last, I don't know, six, seven months, maybe. Gosh, it's November. Uh, maybe it's been longer than that. Yeah. I think seven, seven, eight months. Anyway, uh, I had a patient come in and she just said, you know, thanks for all you do. And, and she came, got under my care and, you know, it was probably her third or fourth visit. And her husband came in and shook my hand and said, Hey man, I'm a huge supporter and thanks for all you do. And he's like, I'm in a video podcast scene. I said, Hey, well, thanks. You know, thanks for saying hi. He shook my hand. And he left. And, and then I saw her again and I said, I just felt like this need to ask her. I said, Hey, would your husband ever want to do a documentary? And she smiled and said, well, I'll ask him. And then, uh, you know, 
I got a message within a couple hours and he said, man, I feel like God was telling me to do a documentary on the same, same subject. And, and I found out later, like after like our third or fourth visit of meeting that he already had a successful documentary on Amazon prime that's going gangbusters. And I was like, dude, you need it. You didn't tell me that you had a documentary already. It's like such so humble about it. And so it was a total God thing. And his documentary was awesome. He had a a dream about a lady in a tribe in Africa. He felt like God was telling him to go film this story in Africa. And he found, and he found this lady and she exists. And so that whole film was about his, his story in, in Africa and the lady. Wow. In the tribe. And so it was a very cool documentary called Acts, a film by the Holy spirit. And, you know, but, but the film crew is top notch and I'm so blessed to have them. And so the time is now dot movie is the website. The time is now dot movie and it's going to be free. We're not going to charge for it. It's going to be a free documentary. And we just want, we just want to, again, to get the truth out there. So many people are like, oh, you're just doing this for money. I had a guy message me this morning. Like he was asking me, send me some peer reviewed articles and of your viewpoints. And, <laughs> and so I sent him like, uh, I don't know, like maybe 1500 studies and, and, um, you know, and he sent me a message within minutes later saying, oh, you're just trying to get money. And like, that was it. And I said, dude, I said, this is the problem. I'm like, nobody wants to do the work. They're just lazy and entitled. They just don't, they don't want to do the work and they don't want to lift an ounce of finger to do their own research. And they just want people to the TV to tell them what to do and what to think. And that's the problem. They're afraid to do the work themselves and look into it deeper. But anyway, I digress. Well, now it's all very intentional with social media and the, the media in general and Hollywood and you know, it's, it's very intentional to dumb people down and get us lazy and, and the bread and butter of the, the allopathic, you know, mindset is just tell me what to do. Tell me how to fix me. Trust your doctor. He cares about (laughs) you. Right. Yeah. So where are you at right now with, uh, funding for it? Because you are not making a profit and, um, you do need donations. And this is, if I were to say like, donate to this versus donating to your favorite political candidate. Let's donate to this. <laughs> right. Amen. Well, you know, so PayPal and Venmo seized our accounts. First of all, that really hurt us. Um, you know, they PayPal took money from us and thank God we got money from Venmo, but PayPal owns Venmo. So it was really weird that PayPal took the money and Venmo gave the money back. Um, but you know, thankfully we got majority of the money out, but PayPal still did seize money and they locked the accounts. That was our number one way for people to donate which really basically took the wind out of our sale. And so the only mm-hmm. way we were raising funds now is like, hey, people can mail us a check to the Wellness Point in Omaha, um, uh, or they could, you know, patients would donate. And then we had our shirts. You can go to morethan12.shop, uh, more than the number 12.shop. So morethan12.shop. You can buy a T-shirt. Every T-shirt that you buy, all the funding goes to the film. And, um, but basically that was it. And so right now we're getting a bank account set up. We're trying to figure out like a third party system where people can donate to without it being pulled offline. It's crazy Mm. how much leverage these people have. It is. I'm like trying to brainstorm, like how can we even get a third party link up there without them taking it down and seizing the the accounts? And so we had to get the film on a, the website on a secure server because that was another issue. Um, Because, you know, these people can just pull these films offline, which is crazy. Well, and you know, what's, what's so insane to me is just this, like, you know, you look at, yes, there are very evil people in the world. No doubt. I mean, as soon as the fall of the garden of Eden and sin came into the world, we have had evil people and it's just, it's 
the devil at work every day, right? But you look at some of these people who are doing these actions and you wonder, don't they have a conscience? Or do they really actually believe all of this garbage and that they're going to walk outside and this magical virus is going to attack them like the boogeyman? Right. You know, it's just, it's mind blowing to me or they're, they're being blackmailed and there's something held over their head and they they're just doing this stuff. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So we need to get you guys donations though. So right now, as it stands, they can, well, they, they should definitely go check out the time is movie and they can mail you a check at the wellness point in Omaha. Right. Yep. Yep. And that's P O I N T E an E on the end. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so look it up, but I will actually put, I mean, is it okay to put the address yeah. or the name yeah. in the, the podcast? So we'll do that. So people can have that direct and so, yes, we got to donate to things that, that are actually going to make an impact for the rest of our lifetime. Amen. That would be the, you know, that would mean the world to me, you know, even if it's $10, $5, or even a dollar, like you can just donate every dollar will go towards the film and getting the film out there. So every dollar that you donate will seriously help go to a cause and getting the truth out there. Again, we're not trying, we're not doing this for prosperity. We're doing this uh, to get the word out there and the truth out there. This is for our children's children's children. And we are doing this to, for the greater good of humanity because the powers that be are censoring and silencing those. I mean, I'm on my sixth Instagram account. I've been permanently blocked on Twitter. Um, and we still are um, you know, fighting the good fight and we're facing massive amounts of persecution. I mean, after the president called us out, <clears throat> Uh, and the press secretary, all my social media was deleted. You know, my house was broken into, my truck was vandalized, my phone was hacked, my wife's phone was hacked. I've had death threats. I've had my office, had posters on my office, um, had nasty things about, you know, me on there. And, you know, I have people leave me negative reviews. So again, you know, people say, you need to keep, you need to stop doing this. You're, and I, I, I said, I can't. Yeah. No, we're, we're, it's like, I, I feel like this is a calling. Yeah. You know, and the Bible says once we are persecuted, you know, consider that great joy. I welcome the persecution. I consider it, you know, I don't, I don't rebuke it. I, I, I welcome it as friends because I consider it great joy if I face persecution for the truth. God will bless us for that. And that's what yeah, I, I, amen, amen. And, and we're all praying, we're all praying for everybody, you know, yeah. because I, that, that resonates with me a lot. Cause I remember when Rolling Stone called me out, this was last year. And then, of course, I was deleted along the same time as everyone else was deleted. <laughs> um, and man, the death threats and and just I, you know, my husband bless his heart. Of course, he wants to protect his family. And I'm like, I can't. I mean, they that's what they want is they want me to stop. They want me to shut my mouth and go disappear into my home. And they, at the end of the day, they can't do anything to us. They can't. Amen. Yeah. Right. Right. So. Any last things that you would like to share uh, before we close it out for the day? Yes. I just like to say, if you're one of these people that are listening and you're kind of in that, in that hopeless situation, I just want to encourage you, you know, we have a loving God that welcomes us with open arms and, you know, we are designed on this planet to have a relationship with him. It's not a religion, it's a relationship and it's through Jesus and, and, you know, there's always hope to be found. You know, my biggest issue with this is when a lot of the hospitals and the powers that be say there's nothing you can do naturally. Well, that's not true. There's always prayer. There's always hope. And no matter what situation you're in or circumstances, and if you're dealing with illness or disease, I want to encourage you that your body's ability to overcome disease and circumstances 
like Corona is far greater than anyone has ever permitted us to believe. And that includes their own government, Dr. Fauci. And you have the ability to be well. You must treat the body as a temple, eat well, move well, think well, pray well, and you can be well. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank yes. you. And thanks for hopping on today. So guys, remember again, go to the timeisnow.movie. Dr. Tapper needs all of our help to get this truth out there. And I can't, like, how soon is this going to come out, you think? Uh, four weeks. Oh, yes. Exciting. Yes. Exciting. Exciting. But we, but we want to make sure people are getting paid for their work. So, <laughs> so be sure to donate you guys. And thank you for hopping on today. I know you have a very busy schedule and um, I look forward to chatting with you again soon. We've got right, lots good. to always talk about. Yes. Amen. Thank you so much. Hey guys, thanks for joining the episode today. As a reminder, you can connect with me over at thewarriorcenter.com. You can also grab my book, Autism Reimagined, on Amazon, available both Audible, ebook, Spanish, English, and you can also head to therighttorule.com for some freedom gear. Remember this, my friends, you are a sovereign human being, and you hold the power, not the government. See you next time.